We've got a couple of winners, a couple of farmers won a trip down uh, to enjoy a weekend, not only in the Maniatoto, but Dunedin. They played golf at the Otago Golf Club yesterday. They're going to battle it out here at Wedderburn today. Um, and they've went down to Emerson's. What else is there to do in Dunedin? We're going to start with Mike Firth, sheep and beef farmer, Martinborough, 1,200 hectares, sheep and beef. As I said, you lease your farm, and I and this is a happy day, and I don't want to be too uh, down downcast or anything, but it, like share milkers, people leasing farms, it's challenging times. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's not a great place to be at the moment, but yeah, like you say, we want to be positive, and, and, and farming will come right. You know, we're in a bit of a hollow at the moment, but it... it you know, the world needs to eat, and they'll continue to eat. I worked it out uh, a while ago. Uh, you know, there's 1.6 billion people in China. We only export 44 million tonnes of sheep and lamb meat. It only takes them to eat 200 grams each, and they'll take all our export. So it doesn't take much to turn it around. Not, not to, actually, I have to, I, no one, what shall I correct? Oh, Sorry. Oh, I, you're I, dying I, I, no, no, to, I have Jamie. to correct. Sorry, Mike. 1. 1. 1.4 billion in China, sorry. But the interesting thing is China's been overtaken now by India, which is now the most populous nation on earth. And we talk about potential markets, and I know that they're not interested in eating beef or the sacred cow, but lamb. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, if we can get into that market, it'd be great, but uh, obviously they don't want to compete with our dairy, so it's going to make it pretty charge, hard to get a free trade agreement with them. But yeah, if we can get into that market, uh, it's yeah, positive signs for for sheep in the future. Now, as I said to you uh, on yesterday's show, when you briefly uh, turned up to do that train wreck sports news read, and I show, we, we, no, no, that well, that was a bit tough. But but we did speak to you uh, about a year and a on August of last year when you had that flooding situation in the Wairarapa. You've recovered from that, but I think we've spoken to you once before that, haven't we, about trees? Yeah, no, uh, that was probably two or yeah. three years ago now, two years ago now, about that. Because in, in your neck of the woods, the Wairarapa, along with the east coast of the North Island, you've been badly affected by forestry conversion. And this isn't an anti-forestry um, rant from me, because forestry is very important. It's our third along, third equal along with horticulture, most important industry. But where I got really annoyed, and I know you guys did, you farmers did, is when we got good rolling sheep and beef pastoral country going into trees for carbon farming, not for production. Yeah, no, that, that's, the, that's the hard part to swallow uh, from, from a farmer's point of view is, um, yeah, seeing, seeing that good land go just for, just for that straight carbon thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you can't blame the farmers for selling it. You can't blame the forestry guys for doing it. It's all government regulation, and they're just playing to the rules. Um, it's, you know, from what we've seen from this government, they've probably fired shot, every shot in the shotgun and haven't hit a target. So, yeah, we can't, can't blame those guys, but, yeah, it is... Um, it is what it, it is, but it seems to have stopped now. Yeah, it's coming so to it's a bit good. of a grinding halt. We had, as you know, you were in the studio yesterday. We had Damien O'Connor on the show, and rumour has it he's turned down about seven, we think, seven requests from the OIO, the Overseas Investment Office, for forestry conversions. But is it too little, too late? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Damien's pretty good at dodging everything, so I'm not sure we really got a straight answer out of him. But, yeah, at least, you know, he's turned them down for the right or wrong reasons, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, the regulations have kicked in, but, you know, we still need wood in this country. You still need trees. Um, we still need forestry. So, uh, you know, it plays a big part well, for us, like you say. But um, It's also a huge employer in this country. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and you've got a feel for some of those employers at the moment because they, um, you know, when the, when the log price drops, they get cut off and, and that hurts a lot of people versus, you know, agriculture, we just sort of, 
you know, milk our way through it, I suppose, so, so to speak. All right, final shot from you, Mike Firth. You, you told me, you texted me last night when you were at Emerson's having a few. You guys are doing your best to lower the infantry stocks of Emerson's while you're down here. Good work, but you said you've done some preparation ahead of today's show. So what do you got for me? Oh, <laughs> no, no I, just, uh, no, I just want to say thanks very much to, the, to NZME for getting us down here. Emerson's for, uh, for the great hospitality. Uh, it's been, been a great trip. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I had put, some party shots. Put your shots, flak but, jacket on, Jamie. Put your um, flak jacket on. But I just uh, I wanted to know if someone knew if Andrew Hall was here because I needed a little bit of club advice for the day. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, He's been working no, on that all week, yeah. but no, he wanted to get into you about this uh, El Nino you've been uh, promising, oh, Jamie. An anti, uh, yeah, I'll give you a boomerang back. You seem to be following the uh, rhetoric of, of uh, some media and just and hyping it up. And the more you talk about it, uh, you know, the more but, but the it puts more, a worry of people. No, 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 but, no hang on. But, the, but forewarned is forearmed. I would argue, argue, and we will late into the night tonight, <laughs> that we're only doing our job in the media. And this is what uh, Niwa and the Met Service are saying. And I know it's not panning out at the moment. But you really don't, if, if an El Nino is coming, you need to know. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But at the same time, you know, everyone's talking about it now. And it puts a lot of worry into the industry when it doesn't actually need it at the moment. You need to be talking positive. We need to be talking about what's great in our industry and what's coming forward, not talking about what dry might come. Like at the moment, I mean, it flooded again in Warrawah the other day. Uh, we've had nothing but rain on the east coast in Martinborough and on Antony up in Denivex the same. It's, if you ignore the flooding before winter, the seasons have run pretty true so far. We're in a wet, cold winter. First of September, it started to, the sun came out, started to warm up. October, the wind showed up. November, it's raining. December it'll start to get a bit dry, and January will be brown. Pretty typical of a normal All right, four Mike, seasons. Right, that's your that's your final trip down to Dunedin. If you're going to criticise the host like that, here's your mate Tony Nielsen. He might hopefully he's more user friendly. He's not going to get stuck into me from uh, Danavirk. And good on you. You boys played uh, my home course, Balmacure, in the Otago Golf Club, the oldest golf club in the Southern Hemisphere. Yesterday, you liked the course that much, Tony. You bought a brand new driver. Does Mrs. Mrs. Nielsen know about that? No, she doesn't. Ah, uh, no, she doesn't. No, <laughs> definitely not, Jamie. She will now though, because she's obviously going to be listening to this. All right. Jamie, you yeah. were supposed to keep mum on oh, that Oh, I'm not meant to say about that. But it's fixed your slice. Well, it has, yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm quite bad at slicing, but no, it seems to have fixed that. So. Okay, Danavik, up the road a bit from Martinborough, where Mike's from. How are you guys going? Uh, yeah, it's been wet. We've um, had enough rain. Um, no yeah. El Nino drought where you are. <laughs> no, definitely not. In fact, um, yeah, the way we're looking, we're probably right to about mid to late January. See, that's the, I mean, Mike had a, had a fair crack at the media there, and I'll give him that. But the thing with the El Nino droughts is that, like, if they don't come into force until the new year, uh, you've diffused them largely because it's when you get really dry in the spring months, October, November, December, as you can with some of those, that's not going to happen anywhere around the country before Christmas, you would think. Well, yeah, you'd be right there. Um, although, yeah. although Richard McIntyre, your mate, did say they were getting a bit dry in the manor too. Yeah, it's, we sort of got a bit dry a couple of weeks ago too, and then we had more rain and more rain, and yeah, we've had enough. Okay, so, so you're a sheep and beef farmer at uh, Danavirk. You've also got a dairy operation. I think your son is share milking there, yeah, is he? My uh, younger uh, son. Yep. Uh, Openaki. Openaki. Great Graham Murray country, great dairy country. So, so what's the best bet at the moment? Because they're both on a bit of a cyclical low. Yeah, they're both fairly low. Um, the dairy farm we bought was a bit run down, so we've sort of built it up. And, yeah, it's coming along quite nicely, and the sun's doing a really good job there. 
Um, production's going up. We're about 3 or 4% ahead of last year at the moment. Um, and we're milking 40 less cows. So, yeah, he's doing a good job there. Um, sheep and beef, yeah, it's a bit of a worry. Um, what new lambs, you know, the lambs are going to be worth this year is a bit of an unknown. They're talking sort of 550, which, yeah... Well, the good news is, um, if you can get a contract with uh, New World Wellington, you can you go and sell your lamb cutlets for seventy three dollars ninety nine a kilo. We wish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Hey, well, uh, this this golf course, and I know you two are taking this deadly serious, and you've walked the oh, course. We've, we've bought you know, our best game. You're mate. like professional golfers. You've got the brand new driver, which you got on sale for fifty dollars. Is that in case Mrs. Nielsen's uh, listening? But. There's very few places, because this is like, not um, chip and putt, but it's a shorter course. I don't know if a big man like you can pull out a driver here today. Yeah, no, I, I've got a feeling I'll be leaving the driver in the car. <laughs> um, it's a wee bit short for that. Might be a bit of out of bounds going on. The, the greens are looking okay, though, you know, a little bit of undulation it, it, there. It is a farm paddock. Well, it is. Um, probably a little bit slower than yesterday's, where Mike, <laughs> Mike couldn't keep the ball on the green. <laughs> But no, it's interesting looking course, and yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun doing it. Oh, we'll have a lot of fun this afternoon. Okay, Mike Firth and Tony Nielsen, our winners, and they're down here courtesy of Silver Fern Farms, obviously Emerson's, and Farmside for making this broadcast go.